Hi, this is Bobby Kamari, and I want to thank you for listening to the Living in Light podcast, where we love to explore some of the incredible ways that God shows up with his love, light, and liberty in and through everyday people like you and me. So this is part two of my incredible chat with my mum, who is the most inspiring person I know. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, can I please request that you do listen to it? It's really inspiring. Um, She talks a lot about her upbringing in India, being raised as a Hindu, having a lot of witchcraft and a lot of, um, you know, traditions that really shaped her life. She talks about her marriage. She talks about coming to know the Lord and just the beautiful experience that she had with him um, in her journey into salvation. And it really is powerful and it's tender and it's humble and it's glorious. And I'm just so honoured and privileged to be my mum's daughter and to be able to um, share more of her story with you is a real honour for me and so for part two we're going to dive into um, how you know God laid the vision on her heart for ministry and how pretty much close to the age of about 50 she really began to live you know um God began to birth things in her that she'd carried for decades and didn't even know they were there. So we're going to unpack some of that in today's podcast. So mum, say hi again to everyone. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Um, So just to quickly recap, we did talk about how you came to know the Lord and you were kind of mad with him, you know, because you felt that um, you had trusted him, that he'd taken some of your burdens but that he'd also taken your husband as well and just you kind of wrestling with that um resentment and frustration and disappointment and grief but then at the same time saying okay I surrender and you're gonna have to be everything to me Mm. um and I, I will yield to you and so Tell me then, when you made that decision and you actually made Jesus Lord and he became your brother, your maker, your husband, your everything, how did your life begin to then unfold? Uh, slowly, slowly, then my life started changing. I joined college so I can look up elderly and learn how I will look after in the future. But although I was saying that, yes, Jesus have taken my all burden. Jesus taken every burden, but because I was so hurt from so inside, broken. Yeah. so broken, I was not coming out from my pain. Yeah. So I need something to do, big happen in my life so my mind can go like so you still had a lot of um, pain and grief from your your story yeah yes I was going everywhere I was a glorifying his name I was testifying his name but still my heart was full of pain yeah do not know what the future I have how I will manage with my grown-up children, with the, which child or which son I will live, mm. adjust my life. Because I also was, remember, Mum, it's like we were all really independent, weren't we? Yeah. Like I wasn't living at home. Um, Anita had got married. And obviously Ajay and Raj were doing their own thing. And I 
And I remember you actually feeling as if there was no place for you. Mm. Um, so there, there was pain and sorrow because of that as well. But what's beautiful about the Lord is that he often uses our very pain and our weakness and those places of brokenness. He then uses them to actually help other people, doesn't he? And so he almost used your, I guess, your sense of feeling like you didn't have any more children Mm. to then birth within you a heart for children that were not your own Mm. and so I want you to talk a little bit mum about how this whole vision and this dream of building somewhere where orphan children can come and find a home Mm. in India like how did that get started? Actually, because childhood, what a childhood I have received, I always feel pain inside. How can I help others? How can I help others? But then suddenly one day I saw a vision about morning six o'clock. I was asking God every day, what is my life? When I saw the vision, in that vision I saw uh, there is a, a keys locker key, bank locker key, and some checkbook from HSBC bank. I could not understand what is this, because I was thinking I am selling property already because of uh, my husband's death. I do not want to carry on this kind of business. But then, because I was Christian that time, I went to church and explained everything to my pastor, how I saw the vision. But then he started asking me question. Uh, you wanted to make anything for somebody? But I said, no, nothing, because uh, I totally forget the word I said when, I, when my mom took me in the orphanage and I come back from orphanage and then suddenly few words come out from my mouth. I said, Father, if uh, I have a mother who bring me back, what will happen to that children who haven't got mother and father? And I will make orphanages if you bless me when I grow older. So then did God, when you were speaking to your pastor, did God remind you of that? Yeah. Wow. That time God reminded me that word. But then... Uh, I told my and, and you were you were a Hindu at the time. Yeah, I you was didn't Hindu. even know Jesus, and you were ten. And this is like maybe thirty-five, nearly forty years later, where God is reminding you of you speaking about your desire to build an orphanage at the age of ten. Yeah, and now it's then coming I was to pass. 10, wow. Then God, this word comes out because I totally forget I married with the children, everything. Yeah, but when Pastor asked me a couple of time, just yeah, uh, it came to God just uh, remind me. So then, how did it go from this vision? How did you then begin to actually build this orphanage? Because then I just Pastor asked me to get the A4 paper and write whatever your vision, make a sketch. So then I bring, I just uh, reach home and then make a sketch and bring it. But then my pastor started praying every day morning, 6 o'clock, 6.30, when we go for a prayer. And then with my photograph and asking God, if it's your will, if you want, it is from you, then open door. If it's not from you, then close, then close door. Mm-hmm. So then God opened door after two years. Then when I went to India, 
my brother asked me, you are our younger sister, what can we do for you? Then I told him, you can just make orphanage for me. I will send money from London. Then he just started building that orphanage. Yeah. But then... And you, I remember you remortgaged your house, like you began to finance this orphanage. And I remember um, 15 years ago where you then actually moved everything um, and you left England and London to go back to India and then build this orphanage. Um, Because some of it already had been built, but now you were going to officially live out there Mm. and you were going to start running this orphanage. Um, And mum, tell me that story of your first night there because I remember when you the first night that you actually arrived officially to live there and there was no roof on the building and your brother who I remember you telling me that by this time although he had helped you a lot because he had also I think deceived you and the land he had um I guess, done some shady stuff. And he was a high priest um, where he would do curses and black magic and all of those things. And I remember you telling me that when you then moved out to India at the time, you didn't even really know if he had done any black magic or if he'd like done any voodoo or that kind of stuff. So you had that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about that first night when you arrived at the orphanage and you were by yourself. And this is like a massive building. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's out in like the sticks and it had no roof and it was open. And that was your first night. So tell me the story. So actually what happened, when I reached there, my pastor advised me to go and spend a six-month time with them. But when I just went there to spend six months, I sent my whole money. Because first when I needed to buy land, I decided to, I had a land in Delhi, but I wanted to make it. But my brother said, no, we need to make another land. Then I took a, a NRI loan in India for buying that land. So then when I bought that land, we started doing a construction, whatever I I had money, I sent everything to my brother. But then when my pastor advised me, while then go and check, when I go there, I find out actually he say everything cheating happening and my brother is making his own building and so much happening. Then uh, when I come back, I talk with you as well and uh, with the pastor as well. We decided to I go permanently there. And when I go there, because I don't know anybody, building was a half complete. And within, I think, 20 days, there was an opening for our orphanage. And then 20 people booked from here to going there. But when I reach there, there was nothing there. There was no roof, there was no doors, no gate. I do not know what to do. But I find out my brother is doing black magic, his wife as well. So I decided to not go anywhere, just to stay. So night time, it was a everywhere rain, big rain. And then I decided to sleep in that place. So night time, dark, I never had any light, uh, nothing, mosquito, fly. And uh, I went to sleep. Only one word I had to say, 
I say, Father, you promise with me to being my husband and father. I promise with you I will not go back. I come here and I came to open that orphanage. I will. But now you have to prove you are with me. Nobody is here. I don't have a matches. Nothing I can do. I was worrying, although I was praying, but brother, I don't want to go to his house. He was very angry. So I just went to sleep. I said, all right, Father, if I wake up alive morning time, I will say good morning. But that day, my Lord, show his goodness. I don't know. When I wake up, it was six o'clock morning and bright. And then I was asking Lord how I went to sleep in this mosquito, fly, weather, not, I don't know how this, but I went with nice peaceful sleep from that day. I know my father is with me. I just, uh, although I was going through so much, uh, I finished my all money, I finished my, like a, I had nothing. Sometimes I don't have it for my bottle of milk as well. But then I just ask Lord, I am yours. I came with Emmanuel. I came with your promise because when I left home, only I said to Lord, look, I am not taking my richness. I am not taking my education. I am not taking my children. I am taking you. I choose Emmanuel. You are with me mm. wherever I go. Mm. But Amen. now you have to prove me you are with me. Yeah, I love that, Mom. I love the way the Lord has just been so faithful and the way that he's created this incredible home in India for these precious children who you are their mum. And for many of them, you're the only mum they've ever known because many um, have literally grown up just with you as the only parent that they've known. And I love the way the Lord has used you to raise these children and to give them a family that they otherwise wouldn't have had. And you also ended up building a school as well, um, which I love. And you ended up also really recently um, creating a home for the elderly in the same place as well which the way that God has just used you is amazing mum and even in the in the village that this is in just the lighthouse that this home provides for the community has just been so powerful um what I want you to talk about now just for a little while is that at Emmanuel and with many of the things that you have done since you gave your life to the Lord, um, you've had to confront so many fears and you've had to overcome challenges and you've had to do things that you never would have done before. So talk to me a little bit about how God has helped you have courage to confront some of your fears and to do the impossible. Yes, it is uh, likely... Everything is changed. I never expect God will use me the way God is using me. Uh, 
Yes, we have a very difficult to keeping church there as well. Oh, of and course, because you have, have a church own as church well. As yeah. well. Mm. And then uh, we mostly community is there Hindu and Jat. Yeah. And it's very difficult and full opposition there. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the where actually that uh, orphanage is situated is like a village, like a forest used to be. Now it's better now. There's, but the God gave me courage. Every authority, DC office, uh, DSP, every department, Sometimes it looks very difficult to facing them again. I just remember a little bit one time is a just a CID officer came to my office because that time I was ready to come here and then somebody complained that I am, I am converting children into Christianity. And then uh, he came to me and then he, because there's some people came from America and then they wanted to come in our house. And then when they saw that everybody come and they said, oh, because you got, oh, everybody's there and you are converting them. And then uh, first I was bit uh, how I will face them. Yeah. But then uh, because they are CID officer and police was with them as well. So then... Uh, Little child that time came suddenly. That little child was only few days old, which I, um, without their parents, the child, and uh, my brother wife was sitting, and then she was feeding him, and then uh, he came in the office and he was very angry. But he said that, ma'am, uh, you are making Christian, like you are converting them. Oh, then I realize uh, what is going on. Then I said to him. Yes, sir, I do convert. <laughs> but then he said, oh, you, you accept that you are doing that. I say, yes, I am not refusing. I don't convert. But uh, I do not go in a religion because this religion is nothing to do with it. In this organization, we do not believe in a religion. We believe in a humanity. So I am making them a human. So then he said, what do you mean by that? But then suddenly, because that time child was there, young child is only a few days old. And then uh, I took a heater from here and the heater was there, burning heater. And then uh, my brother was holding him quilt uh, and then feeding uh, him. And then I said that to CD officers, I say, can you come inside with me? He say he was bitter, angry. I am treating him this way, because usually everybody frightened from the authority when they come. And then I said to him, I said that can you come inside for me? I said he said that uh, yes, ma'am. What you want from me? And then I said that uh, please, I need your help because I am going UK. My family lives there. Can you take this child for one month and give your wife? She can look after this child. He said to me. I don't know why I should take this child. I don't know what is his cost or what is this, uh, where is come from. But I say that uh, at least he is a human. Why you need to find out where he is come? God made us. Everybody God made us. So it doesn't make any difference. Because whoever comes in my organization, I never ask them what is your cost. I just take that child 
and look after that child and make them a human. I am converting like this. If you have an objection, you can give me punishment, whatever you want. Mm. Then he was so ashamed and happy. Then the next day, when he left from there, he said, ma'am, good job, carry on. <laughs> good N- job, good job. Next day, he was a big newspaper. Every newspaper, he put it that uh, Kamal Kumari, president of Emmanuel Orphanage, teach me how to love others. Wow. So th- and that's the thing, like God's given you so much favor, hasn't he? Like where... Um, many people wouldn't have the kind of favor that you've had Mm. where you haven't had to take any bribes from the government. You haven't, Mm. even though you fought fought it a lot, but you've been able to resist the government coming and implementing their own laws. And although you've kept regulations and you've um, abided by all of their, I guess, requests, but you've been able to continue running your charity as a Christian charity, haven't Mm. you? Because you've had favor and you've had lawyers and diplomats, all of them giving you favor and giving you such honor in, in, in this area, which has blown my mind as well, mum, when I see the amount of honor that you've been given and you weren't looking for any of that. But when, you know, the Bible tells us that those that actually, you know, humble themselves God's the one that exalts them and so I really have been so amazed by the way that the Lord has given you so much favor um, in the community and and with the government in India as well Um, so mum talk to me about like personally for you obviously you have this ministry and there's so much that you do I'm always so blown away by you're always coming up with new ideas. You're just like, okay, Bobby, you know, we're going to produce our own water now. And we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to build this. And we just purchased that and da, 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 da. And you do it all by faith because you don't actually have, you know, you have some supporters, but you don't by any means have um, enough supporters where you can dream big, but you dream big anyway. And I remember... Um, several years ago where just a f- an old friend of the family just randomly gave you £12,000, do you remember? And mm-hmm. it's like everything about this whole work has always just been miracle to miracle to miracle. you just trusting the Lord to bring the people and to bring the finances. And you have so many people coming and, um, you know, either to do voluntary work or coming and using the, using the, the space you know, as a base for their ministry and get refreshed and is so, so amazing. Um, But talk to me about how you now becoming a child of God and um, really realizing that you are loved and that you have a purpose and that you have so much value and significance as his child. How has that helped you confront your own personal fears Um, that maybe aren't anything to do with ministry, but they are your own personal fears. And I remember, mum, once when you and I, we were in Goa, and um, I remember, this was about five years ago, I think, and I know that you have this fear of, like, the sea, like, you know, like the ocean. And I remember watching you just saying that you're going to confront your fears. And we went out on a boat, and even though you were nervous, but what I love is the way that the Lord always 
um, helps us confront anything that we know um, we're fearful about. In him, we always, we have to confront it because there can't be anything that can master us. And so I loved watching you confront your fear of the water and then going into the sea and actually swimming in the sea and then with me going as far as I would take you because you wanted to confront your fears. And for me, mum, you're definitely like, you are someone, I watch you and you embrace life. Like you've gone from someone who, you know, lived this very small life, even though you were a big dreamer always, but you lived quite a simple life. And since you awoken to your identity as a child of God, I've seen you really live. Like you will go after stuff and you'll confront your fears and you will want to experience life and you want to travel and you want to really enjoy everything that God has for you and you want the same for us and you want the same for all the precious children that now call you mum in India um so what are some of the personal like things that you have overcome as an individual because of your faith in the Lord actually now I I can think uh, I think about myself a very big person not like a proud way be, uh, the way God show me the love I receive, uh, I never realized that love before. Because mm. my children are so lovely. That my blood children, they gave me so much love. Because I was going through so many burdens and pressures, I never recognized their love. Mm. But now, because I am living there in a freedom in India, and the love when I received from them and the second things when I saw that does not matter because uh, when I mentioned that my brother was uh, against me because I, I do not want him to carry on work with me because I do not want dishonesty. There was uh, so many things happen. He complained authority. They told me we will close your orphanage. But when I sh- went there, I discuss with them and then they make me a chief guest in their organization. <laughs> wherever, wherever devil tried to pull me down, I get double, more than double respect from them. Because of this every God favor and his love showing every time, I am with you. I am with you. You just need to step faith. So now, whatever I do, Wherever I take a step, I always feel mm. his hand is behind me. Mm. Because day and night when I'm walking as well, in my mouth as well, God was, you are with me. Wherever I go, you go with me. Where I, I God gave me song last week as mm. well. Uh, wherever I go, you go with me. Wherever I, whom I speak, you always uh, uh, touch their heart. They change the thinking about me and they give me favor. So that's why is I think more valuable to me. But when the children who welcome me more like I go middle and night and they are waiting for me. The love I receive from this my children. This is the children in the home in, the in home. India. They absolutely adore you, don't they? Like yeah. They, they, yeah they... And also villagers. Well, yeah. Village people love me so much. So much. Yeah. They respect me, honour me, authority honour me. Yeah. So this is not me. 
Yeah. This is the love of God yeah. who gave to me. He promised with me, I will be your husband. I will be your brother. Yeah. So through him, yeah. he is uh, filling his all promise. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not without father. I am not a widow. I am not broken. Then all situation, if not happen in my life, I never reach on where I am now. Mm. So this way, suffering, whatever I suffering for my family, for my children, I know one day he will use everything for goodness. Mm. If his promise never fail, mm. he's a good father, mm. his promise will. Mm. He will use my family for his kingdom, children whom he gave me. He will use my whole family there. Mm. Mm. So I trust on him. Mm. Everything mm. will be good for mm. me because it's promised. Talk to me a little bit, mum, about um, what are some of the challenges because financially it's it can be a real struggle to run this ministry in India um, and it means that you are often having to, you know, put things on credit cards and shuffle things around and you are always like very rarely um do you have more than enough like you are always scraping through and i believe god is going to do something amazing and i believe that you are going to hit a place of breakthrough where you can actually begin to um experience the harvest of all these years of what you've sown in um but how do you stay strengthened in those times of real need where you're waiting for that breakthrough and the same challenges keep coming again and again, particularly financial, how do you stay strengthened? Yes, I know, Bobby. It's very difficult to point what you said because uh, like, I, I don't have much income and then uh, because my old responsibility and I going from this two, three years is very difficult when I have to come every three months here for the expenses is going so much. But uh, still, because uh, within 15 years, what I had experienced from God, my trust is uh, more stronger than before yeah because from 15 years still we our income is not much different here maybe once a while somebody like send us extra money that's a different but usually we are receiving very little money mm. still i am watching that because when i start that uh, making a building i never think that i am going to make a big building like this because first I had a land in the Delhi, I was going to build that one. But then when God gave me this big land and then when my brother started already, that time I was in that situation, I never had any money. But maybe I have to sell my property, I have to sell my gold, I have to sell. But I think who gave me is you. God gave me, God make way for me to this. I was able to sell and make this one. But after that, he made everything for me. Mm. I was able to buy flat for my children. They go there, they enjoy their everything. The same now, still, uh, yes, we are struggling with the, we are not saying that they are struggling with the money. Yes, we have very little money with us. But I never look my account. Because <laughs> now what I am doing, uh, because something like when I was coming here 
before few days i look my account there was not any money <laughs> but then i said that oh my goodness what has happened this still uh, god gave me strength trust on me mm. there will be nothing short for you your children will not be hungry mm. yes instead of saying anybody i went in a prayer room and i said that my lord you promise with me mm. your daughter will not go to anybody mm. you will use them it's not meaning that uh, nobody will give me help mm. you will use whoever you will use mm. you will provide mm. for our children mm. yes bobby we struggle we are waiting for harvester i know lord will open he will mm. not uh, allow me to carry on like this worrying for children because mm. say, he's a children mm. and uh, but he is managing from 15 years mm, exactly. he will carry yeah. on managing as well uh, but yeah. he will open new door for us yeah yeah he know and i am like i know that i mean some of my friends give as well you know like yeah. thank you thank you to every single person yeah. who's actually sewn into this ministry and people that you know will send things and um, people that will come and visit you know like you That's are great. so blessed yeah mm. um and i and i think also like i think the times where you do struggle is when you aren't necessarily having fellowship mm. and that's why i know you do enjoy being in london because when you're in london you go to church a lot and you know you'll go to conferences and your and your spirit's really really fed because mm. i believe that what you've definitely learned in the last 15 years is that um you have to create like an atmosphere in india where mm. you are being fed mm. and where you're getting fellowship and where you're being reminded of god's promises because mm. when that's not in place then you do end up resorting to worry and mm. you do end up forgetting all of god's benefits and forgetting the way that he came through last month and the month before that and the year before that and the year before that mm. and then worry begins to creep in and what i love is that for the last 15 years every day every morning every evening there is worship that happens prayer mm. that happens um there's all night prayer you know the children know how to speak in tongues and they prophesy and there's church um but at the same time that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be fed so mm. i know that you have learned that you have to do everything that you can to stay fed because the seasons where you're so busy and you're under pressure and you're not having fellowship and you're not being poured into they are the seasons i think that it does become overwhelming for you mm. isn't it yes i do because sometimes i feel because like before i come here i was under so much pressure uh, going through so much then when is the burdens uh, some bill came 20000 for the electricity like these things car broken damage everything but uh, because uh, i was not able to spend time with the lord for just some time i never had a time to five minutes spending mm-hmm. time with mm-hmm. the lord yes i feel under pressure but uh, still i thankful to the like uh, children yeah oh, my children they are there because they know what i am going through but they carry on praying for me mm, praying for mm. me but uh, that is great opportunity for me when i come this time as well mostly whenever i come here yes i feel uh, upset financially when i have to come here every 3 4 month but other hand 
yeah. I feel happy as well. Yeah, because you get because to cook for us. I get uh, encouragement. I spend time with my here blood family, and I meet my friends. I go for a fellowship. So then again, gave me strength yeah. to go and just do yeah. my job, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. doing. Yeah, so good. Mum, um, before we um, just pray a little bit, I just want you to share super quick, because I know you mentioned this earlier, um, but the Lord has really been giving you lots of songs, and it's almost a gift that he's given you. Um, tell me a little bit about what that's been, like how he's been downloading songs to you. Songs, yes, that is a wonderful <laughs> gift I am receiving from Lord. This time I'm so happy. Although God was, Holy Spirit was giving to me in India, but that's once a while. But uh, when I reach here and I speak in the holy tongues and then uh, uh, spend more time uh, and then when in a conference, two conference continue, I attend it. But then suddenly I just, uh, as soon as I was standing on a bus stop, uh, going to hospital or walking on the road, but then Holy Spirit start uh, like uh, showering his uh, work words yes. mm. then uh, i have to stop on the road road and start recording my <laughs> voice <laughs> every time but sometime i just wanted to go to stop on the bus and then a big song <laughs> holy spirit will give give me i don't know how is connected if i that time not record it but if i want to say sing again I yeah, will not remember yeah, you anything you won't remember so it, yeah. it's happening it happened just the day before yesterday night when I went to bed quarter to 12 I said to Holy Spirit I say Holy Spirit from two three days you never gave me any song you are angry with me how can be you are angry with me then it will be difficult. So I start laughing. And within two minutes, within two minutes, quarter to 12, uh, words start coming. Wow. I jump, I jump and pick up my phone quickly. And I, oh my God, start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will show you. Oh my goodness, so lovely song. And you've got what, about 60 now? Yeah. So many songs. In like weeks, I, in, a, yeah, in a few weeks or a few weeks, months. Two, two weeks, weeks, 60 songs in two weeks. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Mum, that's so wonderful. And it's such a joy seeing seeing you getting these yeah, songs. This... And you're like a, a kid, you know, like who's like being given a superpower, you if, know, like honestly, it's if wonderful. If you look at my recording, when in the end I finish that song quarter to 12, uh, yeah, you can listen my recording. I say, Hallelujah! <laughs> you oh. gave me song quarter to twelve <laughs> within one second oh, that's when amazing. I was sleeping. It's so lovely. Oh, I, I love feel it. Full of joy. Yeah, this wow. one, I just feel so full of joy. Yeah, amazing, Mum. That's so beautiful. I'm so, so proud that I get to be your daughter. You are such an inspiration. And we didn't even, you know, we've only just touched on your story and we've only just like peeked into the things that God has done in you and how he's revealed his goodness through you. 
Um, there's so much more that we could have talked about, but we are going to come to an end now and I am going to get you to pray again and, um, yeah, just pray whatever's on your heart. Uh, I pray, but before I pray, I just wanted to thank everybody because, uh, in India, I don't have internet, I don't have much time, all my supporters, all my, like, uh, your church, JVH uh, uh, church, all nation church, whoever, whoever, they support me, wonderful. They are so wonderful, and then uh, encouragement for me, that is so encouraging, I feel so valuable, and the they go there, they spend time with the children, they enjoy yeah. with the children, they celebrate with the children, they take them McDonald's, KFC, yeah. enjoy, love with them. That's well, even Jason and yeah. uh, Sherlyn, yeah. they enjoy, Sunny. All <coughs> our children love that. Hmm. We are so And also, Mum, like just on that note, so people can definitely come to the orphanage, right? They to are do, welcome. Yeah, to yes, come and we serve welcome out them. There. They come Mission and work. spend time. Yeah. It is not compulsory every time they have to bring something for children. They are welcome to come and spend their holidays with them, spend time with them. So if someone does want to come and visit you, um, visit the children, maybe do some ministry, maybe do some worship, whatever. Um, or just come and hang out with them, they can email you, yeah, yeah. at um, Kumari Kamal? Kumari yeah. Kamal 45 at gmail.com. Oh, look at you, eh, with your email address. So let me spell that. So it's K-U-M-A-R-I-K-A-M-A-L 45 at gmail.com. Mm. Awesome. So mum, why don't you just pray whatever's mm. on your heart? Heavenly Father, we just praise you, we worship you, we adore you, we honor you. You are so wonderful, you can change our life. Thank you, Father, the time you've given to me. Your goodness is so big, I am not able to say. I am not able to praise you enough because your goodness is unlimited. Father, I just wanted to give you glory and praise what you are doing in our life. And I bless your every child, whoever is praying for us, encouraging us, supporting us. Father, bless them, honor them. Father, meet their every need, reward them. I just want your glory, all the glory to your precious name, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mom. <laughs> thank you so much for yeah sharing some of your story with me and just for being amazing and for being the best cook on earth thank you <laughs> oh love you and yeah this is going to be such a good podcast thank you so much mum thank you so much for joining me for today's show I hope it blessed your socks off all social media handles and links from today's episode can be found in the notes section. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share. You are most welcome to subscribe to the Living in Light podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do that via Instagram or Facebook, or you can head over to livinginlight.co.uk. 
cannot wait to be with you guys again. And thank you so much for listening to the Living in Light podcast. Because you're beautiful, so beautiful.